Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's up, everybody? Happy President's Day? Yeah. Yeah, enjoy. Uh, today off. Uh, yeah, gonna, kids off and everything. Kids, my son was eating a hunk of cheese when I left the house. Oh. Uh, what kind of cheese? Uh, he will eat any kind of cheese you put in front of him. Respect. I mean... He is right, you got a favorite kind of cheese? Mr. Oh, your, cheese. Do you like the boards or something? He eats, <laughs> he eats the stinky cheese, I bet. Well, yeah, I mean, gorgonzola, I guess that falls under that. Like gorgonzola. blue cheese. Yes. I mean, all of it. Just all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't figure we'd start the show with cheese today, did you, out there? Well, we did. Well, we never know. No, well, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. We just, <laughs> Lucas turns on the mics and these red lights come on. He says, go. So then we just go. Um we got Ding Dong of the Week coming up in the first hour. Uh, I know we'll, we usually hear from Eric. Uh, maybe you're off work today. You're listening. There's a lot of candidates for Ding Dong of the Week. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to hearing this. It's like a long line of Ding Dongs, uh, courtesy of our friend at Mark Spain. You can go ahead and jump in on Twitter with that at Blaine and Mickey. Uh, Zone TV chat. You can uh, jump something in there. But uh, there's plenty of Ding Dong candidates. When we came in today, though, this is so funny. Sometimes we we veer off just a little bit from sports here or there, just with things that we experience in life. And you were saying that you came across pickleball and some other yeah. kind of ball, teak uh, ball, teak ball, T E Q ball, and yeah, like I'd never heard of that. And like it was on TV, like I, they were giving out medals. So I don't even know who it was. For. I was like, man, what is this? And so. You Did you said, watch it? So you saw it? Yeah, I saw it. They were, like, using their, their feet. They were on sand. It was like a a, a racquetball, you know, uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, not racquetball, uh, ping, pong, ping pong table, but it was curved, like curved. And feet. And they had to use their feet on sand. Yeah, I never Their feet were the paddles. Yes. Okay. No. Nope. This was it was insane, man. It was kind of interesting. I was intrigued. I started watching it. Like, oh man. And then it was over because they were giving out medals. So I caught the tail end of it. So I'd never heard of it. You said you've heard of pickleball, but not. I'm gonna call it teak ball. So I think that's how they pronounced it. So I, I was gonna give a ding dong to myself for not knowing <laughs> that those are actually like sports that they, you know, people, you know, actually play like for for Olympics. Like I, you know, I know people on the side make up, you know, games and everything else. So that's what I was thinking it was, but then I saw it was it was pretty serious and very competitive. So I was lost. So if you've you've heard of it or competed in it, yeah, please give us a call. Yeah. Do you know what spike ball is? So I'm assuming you're jumping high to spike the ball. It's like a like tiny trampoline in a ball. Oh, no. Lucas, do you know spike ball? But I'm asking this because it's on TV sometimes. Mark Mariani came on the radio with us. It's been a couple of years ago now. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're new to town, you don't know who Mark is. He was a he was a Titan, a kick returner, wide receiver, Titan and a Bear, and then a Titan again for seven years. He and a friend got into this super competitive, like you always say. You got to be competitive at the highest level to make it at the highest level. He's a lot like you, super competitive. They start playing. Spike. Except when I go other things, I, I don't do that. Right, because yeah, you, you can't turn, turn that up for that. Yeah, it's not. That's so not, I, I'm, I can't do that. But turn I love people still do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he's. He's doing this. He's scratching the competitive itch. And, like, they go and play in some tournament and get beat by, like, two 15-year-olds who are just crafty at it. And so he was taking his medicine and talking about it. But I'd never seen it. And it's like you're just trying to spike a ball off of a tiny trampoline, and then it bounces, and you try to spike it back on there. I'd never heard of that. Oh, definitely not. So, yes to you, Lucas. You've seen this you spike it? ball? It, never played it, but extremely popular on college campuses. Like yeah. You'd see it all, just walking around Tennessee between classes in, the, in a courtyard, a quad, whatever. There's always so, kids oh, playing. So I never they played have, it. like, uh, like, intramural 
teens? No, not no? necessarily. Just something I think kids from the dorms get together okay. and they just go out into, you know, presidential court on Tennessee's campus and just play. I, I used to see it all the time. Yeah. Did people hacky sack? Yeah, definitely that. You know, you know the yeah, hacky I, sack. Yeah, I, that's no, I don't just think kicking I, around the tiny bean bag. I don't know if that's as popular as that. Might be less popular than spike ball on college campuses. <laughs> really? right? Seriously, yeah. On college, you walk around it didn't, college it didn't campus catch on, now. Huh? You see spike ball and you see frisbees being tossed around. Oh, I definitely seen. Yeah, I did the frisbee, yeah, which was uh, pretty cool and fun. Because you know that's like chasing and running and jumping and everything else. But you know what? This leads me to say. Which one of these crazy sports that you you and Mickey and you know you guys have come up with? That's what they should do to penalize these two coaches here from Wisconsin and Michigan. Make them do something of the sort, and it gets videoed of how ding dongish it was for what was done here. I want spike ball just because you're right all you're all over each other, and Juwan Howard's two feet taller than that other <laughs> than Greg Gardner. <laughs> Look like a father and son argument at the end of the game. Oh man, oh, that did that was really bad on all fronts, all the way across the board. In particular for me, Jawan. I mean, because he threw. I, I don't even want to call it a punch because once they showed the slow mo, his hand was open. So I'm gonna call it a, a slap at somebody's face. Uh, it's still he. His intent was he was trying to hit the other coach, uh, which is uncalled for, unacceptable. Uh, and I don't care if he liked what the coach did or not, then how about this? Then you should have just let him throw the ball in and don't do anything. Uh, it was only so many seconds. If he's entitled, he's a coach. He can do whatever he wants to do to protect his team or try to continue to win the game. That's that's in a fair competition there, Jawan. Uh, I think he probably was just more upset for his team as well as they didn't win and everything else. He's upset. So now everybody's trying to guard against, you know, shaking hands now. Oh, my. Another <laughs> soft play to <laughs> everything involved about sportsmanship, let alone from the head coach who showed no leadership, uh, more so on Jawan. Now, the other coach, he probably shouldn't have grabbed his arm to really ignite him. But at the end of the day, it's still on, Jawan. You got to control your emotions here. And he's the one got the melee really going after uh, he tried to grab the or slap the coach's head there. That, so I, I would uh, I would be super – man, if I was the athletic director, I would get the Big Ten involved in this because they're both Big Ten teams. They're involved. And, and, yeah, and so I want to make sure, it, naturally, the AD from uh, Wisconsin and see what's uh, a fair punishment on both sides now. Naturally, the Wisconsin coach is probably, in my mind, probably just going to get a fine. That's kind of how I look at this. But for sure, Jawan Howard should be suspended and fined. And depending on how they want to view this, uh, they could go to the next level. I don't know if this is – now, if he would have had a fist, he, yeah, I would want to fire him. I, I'm just That's just where we're at in today's society. Uh, lucky for him, he open-handed. I don't know what the guy said to him, but I don't care what he said to you. Uh, you are a leader in the standard, as I've always said, is always higher for the actual coach yeah. than the than the player. So no different when Vrabel talks, anybody else talks as a head coach here in the state, uh, from high school to college to pro, the standard is higher. Sorry, that's what comes with the territory. So it, it could be a fireable fence if you want it to be. Uh, I'm sure they have a clause in the contract. Uh, so, and then, you know, so it, we'll see where this goes. I don't think he will. I think he'll get suspended. I think they got like five more games to go. Uh, I would, man, 
I, I, I may suspend him. Uh, I got to go with at least four games. So he may not even get to coach the rest of the season. And then they may not even make the, the tournament because I think they're a borderline barely get in team at this point in time. So yeah. that was unacceptable. Mickey, how would you approach this being, you know, that you worked in the athletic department mm-hmm. and you've been there as an associate AD sitting there next to people who are kind of making the decision? How will it be viewed by them, you think, in this situation? And some are just have no they nope, he's done. I mean, and then some will be like, well, you know, things happen as it shouldn't have happened. I didn't even like Jawan Howard's uh, communication after the game. There was no remorse, no apology, no uh, nothing going down that road that he felt like he had anything to do with wrong in this whole entire situation. He went to his players and what the coach did about calling the timeouts and everything else. Really? Nah, nah, nah. nah. The coach, that's, that's part of the game of, of coaching, and if, uh, you know, you shouldn't have pressed in. I mean, he can do what he wanted to do. I'm sorry, he can. You may not like it, but he can do what he wants to do. Yeah, they were down big and still pressing, and it, and if, you're, if you've missed this, it's literally been on TV since we sat down to do the show. They just keep running it over and over again. We have ESPN on in the studio usually and just kind of keep an eye on that. Um, they were getting blown out and pressing, and Greg Gard, the Wisconsin coach, had his backups in too, and they got in trouble in the backcourt and called timeout to reset the clock to give themselves more than, he said, more than four seconds to get the ball across midcourt. So they called timeout. Juwan Howard and he, when they approach each other, Juwan essentially says, I'm not going to forget this. And Greg Gard holds out his left hand, basically in an attempt, you know, like his right hand, no one was going to shake hands. But his right hand is more in like the handshake position. He puts his left hand, arm, his left hand on Juwan Howard's arm and he said afterwards, I was trying to explain to him why I called a timeout just to give my guys enough time to get the ball across half court. And then that started everything. Um, the Big Ten is already involved. The Big Ten will probably rule first, and then Michigan will have to decide if they want to do more. Mm-hmm. It's the way I understand it. In reading everything, the Big Ten is going to, in one statement, it said the Big Ten would rule quickly and efficiently or whatever on this. So the Big Ten will make a ruling for both coaches for the whole situation. Then Michigan will have to decide if they want to do more than what the Big Ten does the way I understand it. But as far as being an administrator and have to go talk to a coach after this, really the thing that stands out to me the most is what you said. After the game, Juwan Howard's like, he put his hand on, he didn't say, hey, I let things get out of control. That's not the way we do things at Michigan. Yeah. If he had showed some contrition, and it's funny because people are all over the map on this. And we asked this question on Blaine and Mickey Twitter. Michigan basketball uh, coach Juwan Howard took a swipe slash punch. It wasn't a punch, more of a swipe. At Wisconsin, at a Wisconsin assistant after their game, how should Howard be punished? 5.2% say no punishment. Just keep it moving. Well, it's not going to happen. Uh, 7.5% say fined. 53.8% suspended. 33.5% say fired. The only way he gets fired after that, if he open, like if you said, if he closes his fist, it would be no question. And punch that guy in the face, he's done. But it was more of a face wash, like yeah. in hockey where they all get gathered around the goalie and put their gloves in each other's face. He has to get fined or he has to get suspended. He's going to get suspended without pay, which equals his fine, mm-hmm. however many games. But. If you are, because you said, what happens at the top of the food chain? Because everything in college athletics, it's like anything else, there's a food chain. But it seems like in college athletics, there's more of a food chain than anything else. And here's what I mean by that. Every college has a board of trustees. They don't have anything to do with sports. 
but they're powerful people who have opinions about things, right? So under them as a system president, then under them might be a, a chancellor of a, of a particular. So like UT has different campuses. So they have the UT trustees. They have a system president. Then they have Donde Plowman, who's – is she the chancellor? Is that what she's called, Lucas? Yes, she's the chancellor. So yep. she's called the chancellor. And then you got a director of athletics, and then it all kind of flows down downhill from there. So it depends on the level of embarrassment, say, that a trustee member received. Or maybe a trustee member wants to get rid of Juwan Howard. Mm-hmm. He can start making life difficult for the system president, for the chancellor, and the athletic director. Yep. So that's how a lot of times people get gone from the highest level is – Somebody at the like the Brian Harson thing. Right, there's the Harson. Somebody didn't like him and didn't want him to hire him. There. They, yeah, they never wanted him there. Yep. So if somebody didn't want Juwan Howard, they could try from the top level. But this really seems more like, hey man, you embarrassed us. You got to get this under control. This is your last strike. That comes down from the trustees. It goes to the system president. Then it goes to the chancellor. Then it goes to the director of athletics. And then you got to go down the hall and you got to talk to him and you got to say, hey man you got to issue some kind of statement that says it's not the way we do things at Michigan and we're going to do better. Wouldn't be surprised at all to see a statement coming from Juwan Howard at some point, even if he doesn't want to do it. It'll be carefully worded. Uh, I've been in some of these things. You you have people in there who speak, and you have the director of athletics, and you have the sports information director, and then maybe somebody like me. And you get in there, and you craft his statement, and he releases it. Or the next time he meets the media, he just comes out and goes, okay, before you all ask me any questions, here's what I'm going to say. So it'll come down to something like that. He he needs to get suspended for some games. Mm-hmm. There are some people who are saying for the regular season, they're 14 and 11. I think they only got five games left. Yeah. I mean, they're 14 and 11 right now. They're I mean, early in. They're, yeah. I mean, they would get in because they're Michigan at this point. So it may take care of itself. But uh, what happens and how he gets suspended, how long will be fascinating. What does Michigan? I don't think Michigan will do anything on top of what the Big Ten does because so I think the Big Ten is probably going to come down on him pretty heavy. I think the Big Ten is going, and I think they should. Yeah, I think they should set the bar and set the example right here. Uh, so, and, and it's leading people all talking about the handshake before we go to break. So that's what I want us. We're going to tweet out now: is should they still be a handshake line after games? Which I think you should. Me personally. Uh, you know, so I, I don't feel like there should be a basketball, any sport. I, I just feel like, yeah, why can't you shake it? If you don't want to, you don't have to, but I'm not going to force you to. But if you want to show sportsmanship, why not? Uh, and if you don't, then no, nah, you don't have to. I'm, I'm not going to make my players do it if they don't want to, but I, I would definitely say that's what we want to do, whether win, lose, or draw. That, that's how it's got to work. We'll hit your phone calls next. Yeah, should there still be a post-game handshake? What would you do with Jawan Howard? we got lots of stuff out there. we got Ding Dong of the Week coming up. Uh, Bobby from Hendersonville is on the line. He can join us first on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Appreciate it. Um, appreciate you each and every day. If you've missed this show or any shows on The Zone, remember all the places where you uh, rate, review, and subscribe and listen to your favorite podcast. You can find all of us there. So keep doing it. We'll get to our ding-dong of the week in just a minute. There are so many ding-dong candidates, but uh, yeah, yeah, Bobby yeah. and Hendersonville wanted to weigh in on a definite ding-dong of the week Candace, candidate, uh, Jawan Howard, and everybody involved with that dust-up at the end of Michigan Wisconsin. Bobby, thanks for calling the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. What you got? Hey guys, first thank you. I love your show. Always you. love listening when I'm Appreciate when I'm able to. Some of us have to work. We're not rich like Blaine, but 
Um, <laughs> dude, Blank Clock's yeah. in every day, man. He's What are you talking about? He's here working on President's I, I Day. I appreciate the jokes. That, that. Isn't he still clocking in from home, though? Isn't no, he, we're so, sitting right here I'm next blaming, to each other. No, no, we all right. love Blank. We no, all love Blank. Appreciate you. Now, quick, you know, I'm, I'm quite a bit older. Uh, I think all of us have been in a situation where mm-hmm. mouse and tempers kind of get taken out of place. I understand the, the, the part of, uh, you know, being in that head row and, and – showing an example but it all falls back to me like does he need to be fired no i personally don't think and the reason i mean let's think bobby knight let's go back to those days of Mm -hmm. of cares and and the craziness that we used to see uh but the program kept flourishing and of course they're going to keep him around until he just totally got out of control um you know i I think he put his hand out there i don't know if if that was called a punch i don't know pretty weak from what i've seen um you know Insight on that, I, when it goes back to craziness, I kind of think back to the old school mentality, like I said, of Bobby Knight. The other thing that I just want to throw out real quick, and I'll jump off, uh, tell Ramon Foster that my flag boys are ready for him to get back to the park so we can put another whooping on him, okay? Ooh, smack talking Ramon from Bobby in Hendersonville. Ding dong yeah. of the week yeah. uh, brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Or as we like to say, don't be a ding dong. Use Mark Spain. Mm. Here, here's a, a ding dong for me, and that is everyone who wants to compare sports to regular jobs when it comes to it. It's your job. No one's yelling at you daily. Every day. That's what they do in sports. Their coaches yell at you. So you're not getting that kind of treatment. So let's let's stop comparing everything to everyday life in sports is on a whole different platform there. Now, there still are lines drawn when you're in sports now. You can't be punching people. Uh, and I do, I do think there's a difference between his intent was to make sure he got a hold of that coach. Now, open fist maybe can lead to assault. Now, he grabbed him. You could still say it was assault, but the, the, the levity of uh, how – stronger would hold is a little bit different than if you punch somebody with a, in a jaw and he grazed them and tried to grab them though. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a difference. I know a lot of people here on the chat. So if you, I mean, call in, I mean, it kind of explained it to me because I think there is a difference uh, between trying to grab somebody. than if you actually punch them, if you're talking about levity of punishment. Uh, so yeah, I, I'd love to hear that in discussion. But, yeah, that's my other ding-dong, though, is people trying to compare it to you have an everyday job. And, you, you know, uh, somebody's like, well, yeah, they guess what? You're going to go, this assault. Right. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could say when someone face masks someone intentionally and slung them around and threw them down, that that's assault in a game. It's never happened. You can do it in, a, in, a, in hockey. He hit me up on the board. Oh, that's part of the game. So, you know, you just can't do it. It It's hard to draw the lines of sports in every day. I mean, I could say my coach assaulted me verbally every single freaking film session we had. He belittled me every time we watch film. Yeah, it's not the same. And grab me by my face mask when I'm on the field at practice. Yeah. No, it's not the same. Wish it was, but it's not. Kicked me. Assault. 
I got kicked in the head in seventh grade football by the coach. It wasn't in the head. It was just in my behind. I jumped off sides on a kick play in practice, and he said, it's on two, and I went on one. (laughs) And he (laughs) caught me right in the Rydell with the Uh, bottom of his shoe and pushed me back. You could kick children in those days. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now, going back to the Bobby Knight, I think someone brought up Bobby Knight. That was a time long time ago, and things have changed in sports now. And we have to continue to evolve with where we're at today. Uh, so uh, it, it depends. Now, what if the coach from Wisconsin brought charges against uh, Jawan Howard? See, it can go in a different direction. They can't control what he wants to do here. As much as he was pretty much right on all courses of this, uh, besides probably grabbing his arm and trying to, you know, say, hey, man, this is why I did it. That wasn't the time to be doing that. You wait till you have a conversation on the phone to have a you know, you know, he he was pissed off for, for greatness. He he was looking for something. He gave you the drive by. Just drive right on by. Yep. Keep it going. He didn't want to have a conversation with him. Then you don't need to have a conversation with him. Let's get Eric in Nashville in with his ding dong of the week. Eric, a lot of candidates for this week. Who checks in as uh, your ding dong or ding dongs of this week? Actually, guys, I have three. Okay. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, guys, my first one has to go back to last week, and the whole it's all encompassing that whole issue with the Los Angeles Rams and the Super Bowl parade with a reporter fell off the float. Let me say this about her. Guys, I, I you know, they'll report she had racist tweets and all that type of stuff, and I'm not condoning that. That's despicable. What I don't understand is why did it take seven or eight years for it later to come out? To me, if it had been happening back then, she should have been well, fired or terminated back then, not – that all this stuff's not coming out now, and people are trolling online about her, making fun of her guy. She was seriously hurt, guys. This woman could have died, and just Matthew Stapp's reaction, that was despicable, guys. I'm telling you what, I would have rather them had the uh, celebration, even at SoFi Stadium, or at least you got enough money, get a hotel. If people want to drink, I got no problem with that. I just don't like the look of public intoxication, where if you have too much to drink, you can sleep it off. It's just, to me, all that all around is just not a good look. Ding dong number two, Rich Dariample, who used to be with the Dallas Cowboys. There was a report came out that apparently back in 2016, he was charged with voyeurism involving four Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. They had a settlement of like $2.4 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a good look because he apparently was in their locker room or bathroom or something of the cheerleaders. That was bad. And there was also another report that apparently uh, when they had the draft, I don't know if it was 2016 or 2017, that there were Cowboys fans that were watching it being streamed, and apparently there was a report that they saw him take a cell phone and go up the skirt of Jerry Jones's daughter, yeah, which I that's that. pretty bad and disgusting, mm-hmm. too. And apparently he retired supposedly back on February the 2nd. He says, well, I retired. that had nothing to do with this. Makes me a little bit suspicious. I'm thinking that he might have known that this story was about to break, and the fact that the NFL considered this match matter not closed, huh? That doesn't look good either. And, guys, my final ding-dong has to go with everybody was involved and, and everything, just in there in the whole all-star slam dunk contest. Mm. What was that? That was so just <laughs> disgusting and despicable way that turned out. To me, you even need to pay players, I guess, to get the top players more money, maybe donate it to their favorite charity, maybe instead of all-star, get the old stars like Dr. J, Michael Jordan, and Dominique Wilkins. They could probably put a better show than these guys do now. Maybe you lower the rims. I don't know. But what was that? I mean, you got to do a better job when you do stuff like that. Guys, y'all take care and have a great day.
I think it'd be the thank you, Eric. I think it'd be the torn Achilles contest if you got some of those guys. Yeah, that that NBA, that was the worst one I've seen at least in a decade. The that, game that itself is a better dunk contest than the dunk yeah. contest. Yeah. Now, to <laughs> people must understand this: dunking in games doesn't mean you're a great dunker in the dunk contest. As far as what it's going to look like, you know, some guys are great dunkers, you know, and just are really hard dunkers. But they're, you know, in the dunk contest, it's been become about creativity now yeah. with nobody out there. And I think that's where they went wrong because a lot of the guys didn't hit on point instead of just doing, you know, some really good dunks. Uh, so, yeah, I, John Moran got to get in it. He, oh, my gosh, this guy acts like every time he's dunking, like he's still on his way up. Like, that's what he looks like. I mean, you see that reverse dunk he got? He caught it. I mean, oh, my gosh, it was, man, it was fantabulous for me. But, uh, yeah, that dunk contest was uh it was uh, bad. Imagine bad. being the Grizzlies, and you get to pick that guy, and that guy is on your team. Think if think if John Morant played for the Lakers or the Knicks. Mm. Think mm. about they'd be building statues of him. He would be in every NBA promo if he played for the Lakers or. And I know the Knicks, the Knicks, but still they they're in New York. If he was doing that in the Garden every night instead of Memphis, Tennessee. He would be the biggest star in the NBA right now, but he's doing it in Memphis. So it's like he's some best-kept secret and the whole world watches him in the All-Star game, and they're like, wow, look at this guy. <laughs> we all knew it already. This has nothing to do with, with the NBA or anything else. And, and Lucas, you'll give your ding-dong. I'll give mine if Blaine's got another one. Mm. Well, I was going to go to the NFL. I mean, he just brought it up, Eric, there. But – they said before this came out that no one can investigate themselves. No team or right. organization can use their own investigation. Right. And, and then, then, they went, did it. then they did it. And they said, oh, this is fine. Jerry Jones. Right. Yeah. See, well, I mean, we won't make Jerry look Jerry bad. Jerry Jones and Kraft are the most powerful owners, and they get to do what the crap they want to do, really, at the end of the Jerry day. especially. Jerry's their guy. So they're not going to, okay, Jerry, sounds good. What I was going to say was, if you're a college basketball fan, what Murray State has done for the last however many years is, is remarkable. They're always good in basketball. They're great as often as they're good. They go to the tournament. In one-bid leagues, they, they go to the tournament as much as anybody does. They have recruited professional players there. So a guy who grew up 12 miles from me named Jeff Martin, who was the leading scorer in the nation for three of his years. I think somebody may have passed him his fourth year. He went to Murray State. His brother played for the Saints, Wayne Martin. He was a defensive end. They both played. Oh, I remember him. They both played professional sports. They're from Cherry Valley, Arkansas. Hey, Belmont's heading up there Thursday. Yeah. yeah, and that's going to be a great game. That Popeye Jones, Murray State. Again, we're not. Oh, I remember Popeye. We're not talking about Murray State, but what they do with different coaches because their coaches get hired, get better jobs, then they just find the next guy. That's that's remarkable what they do. Um, I know I didn't start the show today to talk about Murray State, but yeah. I, when we're Belmont's talking about John getting up Morant, there too, man, because that's always a huge oh. rivalry. Them in the tournament. What Belmont is doing mm -hmm. is, is remarkable. And how long they've been winning the, at the level they've been winning in one-bid leagues. It's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, just check Murray State's history, and you'll be shocked how many times they've been to the tournament. Uh, Lucas Panzeca, ding-dong, what you got? I think it's, for me, sticking with the Juwan Howard thing, people advocating of, of getting rid of the handshake line in college basketball. Like, this has anything to do with that. When's the last time we saw something like this? I mean, this is such huge news. I don't, I, can you guys think of a time this year or last season or the year before that where we had something like this? A dust-up and a handshake in, in, in line? In handshake line? I feel like college basketball, and I might be wrong, but the impression I get, and even at the high school level, is that fraternity of head coaches to me 
seems tighter than most other sports. I, I don't know why, but but in college hoops, and, and I watch a lot of SEC college hoops, so I'm not watching the ACC and the Big Ten every week, but I feel like there is kind of this this mutual respect in almost every college basketball game I watch that no matter how much you know tension bubbles over in the game, the post game handshake will never be an issue. I guess you could I guess you could say the Penny Hardaway Tennessee thing a couple of years back, but that wasn't even in the post game handshake. That was in game. Then after the game, there's there's no problems. There's words said after the fact, but nobody's getting fired or suspended over that. So I, I don't understand suddenly this idea that the post-game handshake needs to be banished from college basketball. Right. Like I'm not this huge advocate of the post-game handshake. I don't think it does that much. But I do think maintaining some type of mutual respect after the game is a good thing. And just because this one incident happens with Jawan Howard that we got to throw it away. I, I don't get that argument of it. Mm. What do you think should happen with Jawan Howard? I don't think he should coach again this season. Right. right. I mean, so I, that means he gets suspended for the rest if, of the five games. Yeah, I don't know if he should lose his job, if he should be fired. But... I mean, there's no question he, he both sides are guilty in some way, but he escalated it to he that did. level that nobody else mm-hmm. did. Right. Nobody did. else threw it through a hand, a swipe, whatever you want to call it. Nobody did that. But Jawan Howard. And yeah, like like both of you said, the, the lack of account, the accountability had to come from his president and his athletic director who yeah. put out statements saying we called our counterparts at Wisconsin to apologize when Jawan Howard has yet to do that, which I'm sure he will. I'm sure the statement's coming at any moment. And you know who hate? to put out a statement when his coach hasn't put out a statement? A director of athletics and a university president. Like, hey, you knucklehead, I'm having to eat a poo sandwich because you won't say after the game, hey, I made a mistake. Not, well, I mean, you can't come and put your hands on me, then I'm going to have to do what I, you know, that. that's how things start flowing from the top is I had to put something out before you said something, and you're the one who did this. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him get the rest of the season. And even if the Big Ten says... Three games. What'd you say? You think they got five left? Yeah. The, the Big Ten may just say, hey, three games. And maybe Michigan says, how about the rest of them? Sure. It's the Big Ten. They were top 10 preseason. They They're were, 14 yeah. and 11. They've had a really disappointing season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe everybody's like, maybe if we do this, we can just put this season to bed. That, that was probably a product of some frustrations, too, from yeah. the season he lost. as a whole. Yeah, no doubt. Well, yeah. That's still no excuse, though. I, you know, he doesn't get a pass because of all those things. And there was one thing I didn't know. You guys can clarify for me. But the coach was actually trying to say, I think it was only four seconds left, that if he calls timeout, I guess they get a reset to 10 seconds. Yeah, 10 seconds. And he was trying to explain to Juwan that's why he called it. Yeah. Because, and he's saying, do you actually know the rule? Because I can't get my guys up half court in four seconds, not on a press, and even without a press. So that that's why he said he called it. I've seen this play out all the time. I've seen coaches call timeouts day. to get their backups in and set up. Yes, for the last, like, this which is, is really a, a, crazy to me. This when isn't throwing 10 seconds left. This isn't going four verts when you're up thirty five in the fourth right. quarter. Like, <laughs> exactly. I've, I've seen this before. Exactly. This, so yeah, I, I don't think that's anybody. Jawan gets no pass here, and Jawan was still pressing him. Now if he doesn't, yeah. and Jawan's not pressing him. Then maybe I'm I'm like, hey, what what are we doing? Unless it's just to get five more guys in, and this is their one chance to play 37 seconds or 17. It was like less than 20 seconds. Maybe if you're just trying to get a guy's name in the record book somehow that he played a minute in a game. But Juwan's still pressing him. Yeah, if he gets the coach like that in that time, then Greg Gard does too, right? Yeah. No matter what the score is, in my opinion. Uh, let's get John in Franklin real quick, who wants to weigh in on Juwan Howard. John, welcome into Blaine and Mickey. Hey, so, uh, Blaine, what's the name of the segment? Ding Dong of the yeah, Week. Yeah, Ding Dong. Yeah, mine is Blaine now. <laughs> I knew somebody was going to Ding Dong before Blaine, what I go- said. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it back at him. So yeah. you're going through the, the handshake line. Yeah. The other coach looks at you and says, I'll remember that. 
and you just pass on by and you don't say like this. Yep, here's what I teach my kid. Words can never hurt you. Now, if he touches you, that's a different story. But if you're going to let a word, guess what then? He controlled you. You didn't control yeah, yourself. He, that's he how I do that. Him. He, he touched, he touched his elbow. Right. I mean, that, that, he should have kept on moving. And then he touched his elbow. I've looked at this. I've analyzed it. Yeah, I've, I've watched uh, it. John, Juwan Howard grabs it, the guy by his jacket, yeah. balls it up with his fist, mm-hmm. and he starts cussing at him. And he said, you know, he said, don't touch me. Don't. He's more worried about that. And people are giving him, a, a, letting, you know, saying it's okay that he did it. But then it, it kind of de-escalates. And then he, he, I don't care how he put his hand on the other coach, he swats at another coach. I mean. Right, he did. And this isn't his only, this isn't the only time he's had an incident in the handshake line. He had one last year, too. Oh, did he? What was that incident? I forget exactly. I'll have to look it up again. Oh, well, you don't <laughs> sound any different than what I felt. I, I felt the same way. Pretty much everything. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I just think with people that, or coaches rather, at any level, especially college and down. Maybe he thinks he's in the pros again. I don't know, but college and down, they're, they're supposed to set a better example. Is all I'm saying. Completely agree. Completely yep. agree with that. And I believe Bobby Knight should have been. I, I thought one of his own players would have took him out. To be honest with you, I, and I yeah, felt you know, the same way at the time because I'm from Indiana, so I watched a lot of he's IU one basketball. Of my most hated people in sports i mean yeah. i can't believe he got he where did, he got he I mean, did it multiple times yeah. over and over again and people were scared of him because he had success call john mm-hmm. so yeah I, I completely agree with the caller i've said it before i've always said that coaches are supposed to have a higher standard so there's no exceptions here i don't i don't know if he should get fired i'm not one to always I'm, I'm never i don't think i've ever said somebody should be fired on there i said it could be a fireable offense about some uh nfl coaches uh, but I, I'm just not a proponent of saying somebody should lose their job. But uh, this case, it, it I could go either way. And guess what? I wouldn't have an issue with it at all, at all. We are Michigan. At the very least, though, if I'm Michigan's AD, I say whatever the suspension is, you're going to eat it, and we're probably going to just make sure it's the rest of the season. But here's the thing: you got no more strikes. You got two strikes. The next thing is out. You're out with no questions. So he did this before. Yep. Uh, Ooh, man, I did not know that. And that he got heated. A, do you remember that, Lucas? Probably didn't get to this level. Someone brought that up earlier yeah. on Buck Show, and I couldn't. I tried to go back and find something, and I could not Ooh. recall. Nah, uh, it's it, the caller was right. He he had a dust up with somebody, so this is now too. Was he? See, so when the first time, what you would have said to him after you said no more after this, right? You probably would have said that. I need to go back and look. They and may see not how bad have said it anything because it probably wasn't as bad as this situation. Maybe a hand wasn't thrown. It was right. more pushing and shoving. Or just yapping. I'd have, we'll uh, we'll find it. Somebody will send it to us. Somebody always has that. But, I, I mean, I didn't play at the highest level. But I understand what it's like to be heated after a ball game. I mean, I did play. Yeah, I understand. Sometimes things get heated. No, they, they do. But, you know, you, you still have to be the bigger guy, like you said. You just got – sometimes you just got to keep it moving. We got to keep it moving. We'll come back. We'll continue this discussion. Uh, I'll give my ding-dong of the week as well, and uh, some other people have shared that it's the same ding-dong. You want to jump in, Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, ding-dong of the week. Um, 
I wrote down the dunk contest. I wrote down yeah, uh, Jawan Howard, who we've discussed yeah. a lot today. I wrote down Major League Baseball. They're, uh, this week, they've decided I guess they're going to get in the room every day. They had one 15-minute meeting last week and then adjourned for two days after that or whatever it was. Oh, that sounds like our production meetings. You know, 15 yeah. minutes, that's it. That's how we can last. Uh, <laughs> I think we're way more productive than Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah. They They've been devastated by this financial stuff because – with a lot of other – with football, they all share the money. So they make billions of dollars in their TV contract, and everybody gets their piece of the pie. Now, they have some things, their parking and their popcorn and their beer sales that they make. But the NBA, or the NFL a long time ago made this decision, and there are always teams that made more money than other teams. And in order for the league to be viable, the big team said, that's fine. We'll share our money with the small market teams. For Major League Baseball, though, you still have all these teams who have their own – TV contracts with Bally Sports or whomever it is locally. So there's some discrepancies in what they make. But the fact that they can't get on the same page to even get in the same room, I'm not saying solve this in a day. They can't even get in the same room together to begin to solve it. We all saw that it was coming. They all knew that it was coming. They knew what was at stake. Nobody harms itself more than baseball. Baseball is the self-harm sport. It does more to hurt itself than any other sport. And right now, you couldn't do more than this. The only thing they've agreed upon, what, in the last three weeks is that, yeah, if we ever start playing again, we'll have a designated hitter for, you know, both leagues. So one thing that they've been able to decide on. Mm. Well, you know, for me, it really is, I, I haven't even really cared because I'm like, well, they'll figure it out. And once they do, then I'll, I'll start watching. Yeah. Maybe this will cut down because I've always wanted lesser games anyway. So uh, this will be good for me. <laughs> I mean, man, they really, I mean, how many times are we going to do it? I feel like they just did this like literally two years ago, maybe three or so years. They held out in training camp. How long ago was that? Was that like five years ago or something? It felt like it was just two or three years ago. I make you know better than me. That's what I said. I don't think even the the public is, I mean, the masses, I'm sure big time baseball fans do. But man, they, they you're right. They're just harming their own brand. And from both sides. You know what's funny is, like, the NBA is probably less team loyal than it's ever been. Like, if Steph Curry went to play for, I don't know, the Knicks tomorrow, then everybody who is a Golden State fan would immediately become a Knicks fan. Well, if they're a Steph and Curry fan. Right. Right. If they're a Mm -hmm. fan of a player. And NBA people seem to follow players Mm -hmm. more than in any other sport. Baseball, though, seems to be the most team-specific. I know the NHL and the NFL are, too. But in baseball, literally, you can just get the Bally Sports Network to only watch the Cardinals or whatever it might be. It's a very team-specific thing. Um, It's just a mess. They just can't get out of their own way. And it's not like it – and I know they're billionaires too. You know, you got to be super rich to own a team. But the baseball economics are different than the football economics. The 32 NFL owners are billionaires' billionaires. Baseball's different. So – if any sport needs to be playing games and selling popcorn and beer and parking and making their regional TV money, it's baseball. And they can't even get in a room with each other. So uh, I'll give mine to the duck contest as well. I think you said this earlier, either Blaine or Lucas. Go to John Morant and the biggest guys in the sport and say, what would it take to get you to be in the dunk contest? How much yeah. do we need to give to your favorite charity for you to be in it? What's it going to take? Even if it's just four guys. You just paid four guys charities Whatever it was, it would be worth it because it's unwatchable now.
There's video of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just turning and walking out while a guy missed another dunk. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, oh, I did not see that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just picking up his stuff and walking out while a guy breaks the dunk live right behind him. Kareem. Can I throw out one more NBA ding-dong? Hey, just jump uh, in line. Chris here. Paul. Chris Paul, uh, as he entered the All-Star game and the NBA TNT crew saying, Chris Paul, who's out for six to eight weeks for the Phoenix Suns with a thumb injury, said he wanted to play in the All-Star game and get an assist. I don't really get that one. Okay. Did he have something in his contract that if he got one assist in the All-Star game? He wanted to get an assist in the All-Star game, but he's out for the next possibly two months for if, his team. If I saw correctly what he has is uh, thumb avulsion. What is that? What What is that term? I might have had that, and I had three pins put in my thumb. Do you guys, I'm not a big late-night TV guy, but Jimmy Fallon had something called ring avulsion a few years ago. And it's, I'll just say this. But they show it. He, he was throwing a ball, and he just hit the guy's other hand or head or something. Yep. So I was thinking that he meant He fractured just, his right thumb. Yeah. Okay. I saw it called avulsion. Now, ring avulsion, which is what? Jimmy Fallon had is basically where your ring gets hung on something and takes your finger away, takes it off. Like it wherever, like your ring gets hung on something and it just removes your finger. So what do you think that happened to his thumb then? His thumb didn't get removed, so right. I don't know. Uh, maybe it was some kind of compound fracture where the bone came out or something. Right, I, I would say it's, uh, it was uh, fractured to, to some extent at what level. I have no idea. Maybe that's why I use that term. But uh, I'm sure he's going to have to have pins in there. I, I'm, right, I'm with the... Uh, you know, you guys on this, I, you know what, reason why, as much as I, I like CP3 and everything about him, uh, he won a couple awards, but that could have been somebody else that could have made the team. Yeah. And, and could have been, you know, represented and maybe been there only one time that they got in. I don't know. Uh, or maybe that would have, I don't know who was on what team. I can't recall. Maybe Booker then could have been a starter and not a backup. I mean, you know, so there's a lot of ramification here. He, he, you know, he got a couple awards there, too, for his work in the community as well as uh, with women's sports. Uh, so, you know, he is head and president of the Players Association, so he has a lot of clout. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he could have still been there and didn't have to, to get an assist, though. I mean, okay. My trainer friend Lauren says avulsion is the ligament or tendon takes a piece of the bone off when it tears. Mm. So that means it was still attaching it toward that bag. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's not good. Yikes. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a little different than dislocation. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, all right, there you have it. Uh, do not Google ring avulsion. I, I dare you. Do not do it. Do not uh, Google that. What, what, what will you find? It's terrifying. Oh. Hour number two coming up. Got to do it. <laughs>